12 years old, freezing your little ass off, and this thing's gonna explode. It's like, ah, oh, the first time I do it, bam, blood's flying up everywhere. And then finally I go in the water, hold my breath, and show me shore finally, I go, we all set, freezing cold. He's like, no, your arm came out of the water. We're gonna have to do it again. Aww. And if you got a speaking part, you had to join SAG, Screen Actors Guild. So I screwed up, and everyone on the beach that you know them, they're all from the island, and they would have to stay outside and wait for all the blood to clear out of the water. And it would take seven or eight hours before they could try it again. And since I was part of SAG, then I went into a nice warm dressing room, stayed nice and warm because I screwed up, and everyone else is outside freezing. It's like, oh, sorry. And then the second time we tried, it's like, no, your leg came out of the water. And seven, eight hours later, it's like, and then five days later, Spielberg's probably like, we got two guys in wetsuits. This time, they're gonna whip you in and out of the water a few times, then pull you under and give you air. And that's why you see me going in and out, because these guys each have one leg, right? in and out of the water, then underwater give you air. It's like, oh, that was great. And we finally got it after five days. And, but filming, it was a lot of fun. Like, if you remember that little parade, um, I had just moved out to the island. I was in that little band. I played drums and Spielberg wasn't gonna let me be in it because I died. And then he finally said, oh, you're, you're still alive in that scene. So a little kid banging on the drums in that parade, that's me in there, but it's a little different. I have long hair then. Now it's, you know, Shark didn't get the hair. It came out on its own. But a lot of other little things. It was fun down there because they would have cookouts, baseball games, and Richard Dreyfuss, those guys would be out there playing. And then you see Robert Shaw far away, sitting away, staying away from anyone. So you run up to him, you're a 12 year old kid. It's like, hey, how's it going? And I can't wait for me, a little shit. It's like, and you can smell the booze and, and it's a small island, so, you know, you walk up, you see them all the time, and we knew it pissed them off, so you had to run up just to piss them off. It's, but little things like that, or they, the shark's name was Bruce. They had the left side, the right side, and the top looked real, and the other side of each of them was all mechanical. And there's like a yacht club that let them use a warehouse and lease it out to them, they stored it at nighttime. And this is back in the days before they had cameras, alarms. So at nine o'clock at night with the flashlight, you just go down there, break in and climb all over the shark. And, and like at a signing down in Florida, the shark tournament, they wanted two people that would eat them by a shark to do a signing down there. And the gentleman that made the shark, he was at that one too. And they had something like this. And he was talking about how the shark broke down a lot. And it took, you know, days on end to do it. And then I got the microphone. I, that I was 12 years old, I guess I'm gonna have to come out and tell the truth. We used to break in and climb all over that thing, so maybe that's why it didn't work. It looked like he wanted to kill me. He's like, oh, but 46 years ago, oh well. But, but lots of little things, stuff like that. Or, you know that shark when they say, don't cut it open, the kidna boy will spill out all over the dock. And back then, they drove that thing all the way up from Florida in the back of a truck. And it's a small island where they, that harbor where it's hanging, the school's like just a little further up and every day at school while they were filming you could smell a rotting shark down there and it would piss off so many of the local people there where Spielberg was staying a little rented house people would be dumping stinky trash on his yard and just little things like that it's, a, it's always fun day for the movie <laughs> all right everybody we have susan back come on up
you having a good time here? So, Susan, you were a, a stunt woman, correct? That's right. Okay. And mainly in like water and swimming work, right? I did a lot of stuff with swimming and I worked for all the animals. Okay. How did you get started in that? What, which one? The, both, the animals and the water. The animals, um, I started going with a gentleman and they had, I don't know, I don't know if you guys have ever told them. Uh, Dr. Harvey, General Ben, Judy the Chimp, General Ben the Bear. I trained all of those and worked them. And it was great because they sent us all, all across uh, America. And we spent six months traveling and meeting people. It was great. You know, when we were just talking about what shooting was like, tell us a little bit about what shooting your scene was like in Jaws. Oh, what it was like shooting? Yeah. Your scene. It was cold. <laughs> That's the main thing I can say. It was cold. And I'd spend three hours in the morning because uh, the light had to be just right. And by 10 o'clock, I was home in the hotel in a hot bathtub. So for both of you guys, what is the impact that Jaws has had on, on your lives and your careers inside outside? What's happened in the last 40 years for y'all? Well, I still live up on the island yeah. and ever since the internet days, it's crazy because you get Jaws tours up there all the time now and people- We gotta go. <laughs> uh, they travel all over the tour buses I, we have a restaurant in the bar, and it's right along where they had the shark hanging up, or the little ferry goes back and forth, and close the beach. So all the time on the tours, the guys are always in, oh, in there. That's where the Alex Kittner is. It's like, so it's basically this time of year. It's like, okay, it's like, oh, they want to see you on table 36. It's like, let's yeah, go out and say hello and talk a little Jaws talk. So it's been. And then traveling around like she's saying, but I'm talking about these signings I never used to do. I used to hide and, and finally, oh, I'll do it a couple times a year. It's fun. You travel around, you meet. I've been down to Florida with her. She parties a lot. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> we want an invite. <laughs> but uh, no, just lots of little things. It's never expected that when you're a 12 year old kid filming something and it's still, like if it's on TV, you, you still get royalty checks and stuff. They're not much, but you get some real Jaws fanatics out there. And these people from England, if it's on TV, the check will say Universal Studios, your name, the amount. And the, on the bottom part, it will say the episode Jaws, CBS, the amount of the check, union dues, taxes. And you fill down away. And these people from England came to the restaurant last year. They wanted something to sign. It was in a picture frame. I thought it was a picture of me dying. It's the bottom of the check. Universal Studios, episode Jaws, my name, amount of taxes, union dues. It's like something 1981. It's like, where the hell do you get this? And they were from England. Oh, eBay on an auction. And you go, how much did you pay for something I threw away? And oh, we got it for 8700 It's like, so you get some real Jaws fanatics out there. They do know where Amity Island is and nothing. That's funny. 
Um, how has it affected my life? It taught me to stay out of cold water. <laughs> and um, I've swam with sharks uh, halfway across the Indian Ocean. And when we'd go down, it'd be like 10. They call them bronze whalies, but they're bull sharks. And I went down there and took divers down. And one time, a shark came, a bunch of the sharks came up. Everybody moved away but one. And he came up too close to the people I was taking down. So, brave me, swims towards him, and I throw a punch at him. Well, he didn't move. And I was trying to figure out how I could swim backwards really strongly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if I ever go um, into the ocean or anywhere near it, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> no, but you gotta remember, I've already been eaten. That's true. So you could be next. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I know we have a bunch of Jaws fans sitting out here in the audience, so I'd love to make sure that um, you guys have a chance to ask your questions. Does anybody have a question for our lovely guest? No, yeah, that's fine. Um, so something I wanted to know, what was, when you guys watched Jaws yourself, watched the finished product, were you scared? The only thing that scared me was when that head fell out of the hole in the boat. Mm. And then I was almost out of my seat. And I gotta say, it was more funny watching the movie because if you know the island at all, it's just funny. It's like they filmed that in May. They had to be out there before the summer season started because it's a madhouse. And in May, there's no trees. The leaves don't even go on the trees until June up there. So if you look at the trees in the background of the movie, you watch it, it's like, oh, there's no leaves. That's not July. Or little things like the train's going up the wrong way in the street, or where Brody goes around the corner and it says, Welcome to Amity. Um, where he's driving the truck where it says Welcome to Amity, he's on one side of the island, Old Flush and Eggertown, and it's a 20 minute drive, like up in the movie, right around the corner, Welcome, you're on the other side of the island. So just lots of little things that parade, it's like, wait, that street goes the wrong way, that's a one way street. So it's just funny watching it, I think. Um, so how long did it take you guys to film your scenes? Well, mine, I could really say it, it was like everything, that movie was taking more time than they expected. And like, they almost threw the whole talent on it because the shark was breaking down and stuff. And my scene, which you think would take just one day. Uh, the first day, it didn't work. You know, my arm came out, leg came out. So and it would take eight hours for all the blood to clear out. It took five days and they finally got people in wetsuits to lift me in and out of the water. So it took longer than they expected and they had to be out of there before Memorial Day. So it was getting close to going in the towel the whole thing. I spent 10 days back there and I shot like three hours in the morning because it was shot day for night and they put a filter on the camera. And I'm really glad 
they didn't shoot it at night. But that would have scared me to death. And did you guys have to do any kind of special prep to get ready for this? Did you have to do some extra swimming routines, anything like that? Um, I went out and bought all kinds of safety release stuff so that I had it hooked to my hips. I had a pair of cut-off Levi's on. And if anything happened, if anything happened, they wouldn't know because I was already screaming. So how would they know if I was hurt? So I bought all this gear so if I did get hurt, I could pull and release myself from the cables. But you were even hurt. It's just some damage to your hips and stuff. No, they didn't. You were That's what I was also going to ask. That's universal building it up. Yeah. Yeah, I want to no. ask you, like, did you get whiplash and thrown around or no? No, I didn't get hurt at all. I would, um, excuse me, I feel my hips go the opposite way I was going. And at that point, I knew I had to throw my arms really violently. That's all it was. I was lucky. I was very lucky to get the car. And maybe 12, a little kid. Now they wouldn't let some little kid do that, you know, flying on top of something that's going to explode. And, <laughs> and they don't, they weren't like, okay, let's practice just to play it safe. It's like, we got to get this done quickly. You're lying on top of this thing, it's going to explode and go in the water. So we weren't practicing at all. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you even prep for something like that? <laughs> in freezing cold water. <laughs> it was cold. Do you guys have any like favorite or maybe not so favorite on set memories or rehearsals or yeah? Do you ever I, look back and smile? Uh oh, I remember them telling the producer telling me Stephen does not want you. He wants an actress out of New York, but the producers forced me on. And after the first shot, we got along great. And so that was really relaxing for me. Because when I heard that he wanted an actress out of New York and I walked on the set to say hi and introduce myself, I was really nervous. And mine, I would have to say, it was all fun making it. You're a 12 year old kid, you're making a movie, you can watch them do it. It's a small island, so. A lot of it was filmed one side of the island where the orca was, and that's up in Menentia. And they, it's just funny watching it because all of a sudden they'd be filming it and they have to say cut. It's like, why are they stopping it? It's like, because you see sailboats going by in the background. It's just, you know, a small island with Cape Cod, so there's always a, and every time a little sailboat in the background is going by, that couldn't be in the scene because it wouldn't look good, a shark there. So just, it would just take forever. And, you know, lots of little things. It was fun making it, and cookouts, baseball games that they would have. Those were fun. But John still was different because I went down, and signed up, and they got to me. They're like, "You can't be in this movie." And I was like, "Why not?" And they're like, "You died in the first movie." It's like, "I'm older. I look different." And they're like, "No, if the media ever found out, you ruined the movie." All my friends were in the second one. I walked away. Oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> yeah, people ask me didn't do another one and I told him because I'm dead. <laughs>
I mean, that would make for a pretty interesting movie, though. <laughs> um, I always like to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I always like to ask too. What's something that you guys learned from this experience, just from being a part of Jaws? I reckon that Steven Spielberg was an excellent director. I won't argue that. That was one of his first movies, and he wanted everything perfect. That one, you know. It was his second movie, wasn't it? I believe that. It was his second, I think, Sugarland Express was his first one. And that one, everything perfect, but he was young, he was really nice. It was, he made it fun for everyone filming, it was a lot of fun. So, we always like to ask people that we talk to, are you guys horror fans yourselves? Not so much. Are we what? Horror movie fans. Scary movie fans? I don't have any scary movie fans. <laughs> I do not like scary movies. Period. <laughs> and you know, it's it's not like if like in the Exorcist, every time they went up the stairs, you knew you were going to be afraid. In our movie, you didn't know when something was going to happen. And he did it. The shark wasn't working in the beginning. And I think it made the movie better. Because if you had seen the shark in the first part of the movie, it just wouldn't be as exciting as it is. I agree, because like the scene where I get even, at first they had the mechanical shark, Bruce was the name. They had a little mannequin on a raft, and the, the shark goes up and grabs this little raft with a little mannequin and body parts were flying up in the air, legs and arms. As a 12 year old kid, it's like back in the 70s, you know, horror movies then were like, what, King Kong, Godzilla? Now they would do it, but back then they said, no, that's too boring. And that's why I get just lifted up and down. They said we can't have little kids' arms flying all over the place. <laughs> um, is there any kind of like dream project you guys still want to do, whether that's acting or stunt work or anything? I'm old and I'm retired. <laughs> That's a good life. I'm not well, far behind. I live on a boat, so we go to the islands all the time. And I've lived on a boat since I was 21 years old. And I'm not gonna tell you how old I am now. So growing up, um, who inspired you guys? To be in the movie or? To anything, and to be an actor or to be an extra or to be a stunt person. Um, who did you look up to for inspiration or in life? Well, I just have to say, I just moved to the island. Amity, Martha's Vineyard, and filming it was, you know, be an extra and then get a speaking part. It's, that was just, help boost life right along because then just watching movies getting filmed and it just always makes you interested. It's like, wait, this is, that's, this guy's getting eaten or killed. It's like, wait a minute, it's not really happening, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I'd also love to know, do you guys have any tips for somebody who's maybe interested in either stunt work or in acting? They have uh, stunt schools now where people go and the guy who's teaching them teaches them like high balls from 30 feet. Uh, just 
all kinds of stuff when you go. And um, it teaches them how to do what they need to do. You know, back then when I did it, they weren't any stunt schools. I just loved that because I was a good swing. You got dragged around quite a bit. <laughs> All right, do we have any uh, questions? Yes. Uh, do you guys have any idea the impact the movie was going to have? No, I don't think anybody on set thought it was going to go that big. In fact, a lot of people thought it was going to be a bomb. Yeah, I agree. It's like they almost throw the whole thing in the, the trash. And, but then with the, the way things got over the years, you know, first of all, it would be on TV once a year. You get a little royalty check. And then, then it got popular and be on all these extra networks. Okay, TNT showing it five times this summer. And then further down the road is the internet comes up and then all of a sudden clubs, it's like this one, um, this group I was doing a, a cameo with, um, they got to 10,000 people at their club, the Amity Jaws group. So it's just unreal some of the, over the, with the internet now, it just, pe people know where you are, they know, if, you get some real Jaws fans out there that, there's like these clubs that, oh, we got to 10,000, or, and a lot of them from England, because like cameos, I get, uh, like five a week, and they love it because I do it down on the beach where it was easy. And, hey, have a awesome birthday from the Dead Hollies here on Amity Island. And, and back, you know, back years ago, we didn't have the internet, so people that like Jaws, they, you know, some of the cameos are funny because it's like, oh, our son's birthday is next week, can you wish him a happy birthday? And he's going to be one. It's like, wait, he's a big Jaws fan, and he's going to be one. I think this is a parent. Then you get some real odd ones. It's like, oh, our, my father was a big Jaws fan, and he died watching the movie on the couch. Can you send your, it's like, and the people in Chicago that run it are like, you don't have to answer it. And I run my dogs on the beach where I was eating. So I don't know what the hell I'll do. And so I was like, so, holding the phone up. So your father and I had something in common. We both died by sharks. He died watching me get eaten by a shark. This is a dead Alex kid that is sitting in my bedroom, and then they, they, they give you ratings. It's like, also, five stars, thank you so much. It's like, I'm thinking, this is gonna offend them, but they loved it. It's, you get some real honest people out there. Yeah, I'm thinking, I have to say this. It's not us that made the movie. It was you fans that made the movie. If you guys hadn't watched it one, two, three, many times, it wouldn't have gone over his big. And like the lady, Lee Fiero, that was my mother in the movie, she was, I did an interview with, on Good Morning America with her, and that's when Obama and Clinton came up to the island for years. And she said that, oh, for years, people would ask me to slap him in the face. And she said, after 10 years of slapping people in the face, I wouldn't do it anymore. And that's when I was talking, I go, okay, you were my mother in the movie. Can you slap me in the face once? And the guy behind the camera was shaking his head yes. And she finally gets a little tap. I go, no, like in the movie. She got me good. And when it was all done, the guy was like, oh, we only had 
three minutes, but that was great. That would be on the internet. It's like, so just little things like that. Cause Leif Air was sweet. She knew her a lot and she was on the island. And unfortunately the Corona got her, but so, but it was nice. Little restaurant, one time she came in and I saw her sitting out there. It's a slow time of the year in the spring. And it's like, oh, that's Leif Arrow. It's like, I told the people, I'll take that table. That's my mother in the movie. And it's like, so I went down and said, okay, ladies, what can I get for you? And she recognized me, but then I didn't know a friend. And then table, there's like three other tables. And I go, before we go any further, I'm going to ask you a personal, strange question. Tell me to go away if it's too hard. And she's like, uh, what? And she knew it was me. I go, do you believe in reincarnation? Because <laughs> I think I died years ago. And you look like my mother in my previous life. And her friend looks at me like, what the hell? And then another table's looking over. And all of a sudden she goes, oh my god, I had a son that died back in the 70s. She, she goes, how'd you die? I go, it was in the ocean. She goes, did you drown? I go, no, I think I was killed. She goes, were you eating? I go, I think that's it. She goes, was it a shark? And I go, that's it. She goes, you're my son. And she gets up and hugs me. And her friend's about to have a heart attack. She goes, hey, we were in that movie years ago together. It was funny. Any other questions out there? As you were uh, filming your scene, did you get to see the the scene that you had done that day, or did you not see any of it until it was a total movie? 12 year old kid, back in those days, it wasn't all on cameras and vans. I think down there on that island, the movie theater burnt down that little town where most of it's filled, Negatown, where I lived. And first time I saw it is the town hall movie theater. They had it above the town. So that's the first time I really saw it. It's like, and as I said, it was funny if you lived on there because it's just funny on all the little things. This didn't, oh, it's going the wrong way. This didn't happen. Or, that's me dying. I'm still alive. <laughs> I, um, when Jaws came out, I was in Mexico doing a movie, so I didn't see it for a month. And it just amazed me when I came down to see it, all the people in line. I mean, it just freaked me out. I said, God, this thing is really big. And I, I let my daughter see it at five years old. <laughs> but, you know, she knew I was okay, so it's no big deal. So the day after she saw the movie, she had gone over to the beach, you know, they on a boat right across from the beach, and she came back and said, hey, mama, mama, there's a little girl with a raft out there. Can I go out with her? I said, sure. And it didn't bother her. Well, my brother's kids, they, they have a boat on the other side of the island, and that little bridge where the shark swims through, they call it the Jaws Bridge. And people are jumping off that all day long in the summer. And we would take my brother's boat around. He'd anchor right there at the Jaws Bridge. Swim ashore, jump off the bridge a couple times and head back. And for years they would do it. And then they finally let this little 10 year old watch the movie. And the next summer we go around and say, Come on, let's go jump off the bridge. I'm not going in there. It's like, Why not? It's like, This is what you were eating. It's like, No, it's a movie. And he would not swim there for like two years. <laughs> Any other questions out there? Yeah. 
I was a wild animal trainer for 15 years. So I did Day of the Animals, and that was a great movie for me because I had an acting part. I worked all the animals, and I did all the whipping stunts. So it was a good movie for me. Anyone else out there with a question? Something I'd love to know, what, how different do you guys think Jaws would be if it were made today? I personally don't think they can beat Jaws 1. And they can just do so much with the film now that they don't need the and if they did it now, it would be a lot more gorier, and it made it more scary when you just see, you didn't really see, you know, the, bar the barrels are in the mouth and they're trying to shoot it, and now that shark would be blown to pieces, that little kid would be, all, she'd be like, her be all over the beach, and it's like, it would be a lot more gorier, and, but it, didn't, it wouldn't have as much effect, because people are sent there, it's like, you hear, da -da, da -da, it's like, Oh no, something's gonna happen. It's like, and it did. And I don't think that would happen anymore. Okay, I got a joke that my five year old daughter brought home to me. And she said, Mom, do you know how they know that the girls in Jaws had dandruff? <laughs> they found her head and shoulders on the beach. <laughs> You get some real strange ones. It's this one signing in New York. It's you know one time a guy had one of the barrels. He wanted that sign. One guy had a combination briefcase had all the pieces of the wrap that flowed off the sign. But this one girl was like, "Can you sign right under the collarbone?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's just gonna come off in a couple of days." No, I'm meeting up with Peter later. He's tattooing over it, and it's like. I'm in the movie for a couple of minutes, a little 12 year old, my name's on their collarbone now, but, or another guy in the restaurant, the waitress is like, oh, he wants to show you something, a big Harley Davidson driver, and I get down there, he takes his shirt off, the whole Jaws logo is tattooed here, Richard Dreyfus, Rory Sucker, your name was on there, and down near the elbow, my name was there, I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I was also curious, you know, how's it kind of feel to kind of continue to revisit Jaws all these years later and still have, I mean, multi-generations, new generations, like still loving Jaws? How's that kind of feel? That's what made it so popular is everybody watches it more than once, especially the kids, because they think it's great. So many kids love to be scared. I'm not gonna argue that. Some of those cameos you get, it's like, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. He watches this movie at least 
three times a week, and it's like, or we have a cookout once a year in our backyard and watch the movie Jaws at the pool, inside the pool, and you just get a lot of people saying how many times they watch it when you're doing a camera. It's like, oh, so you've seen me die before. It's like the dead Alex Kinder, you know, on the Amity Island, have a Jawsome birthday or have a Jawsome anniversary. Okay, so what is both of your favorite Jaws scenes? And it doesn't have to be your own, but what's a favorite scene in the movie? I like when the head fell out of the hole. Because that scared me. Because I didn't know what was being done. Oh, and also, I went in to see pictures in the studio. And believe it or not, they had the hole in the bone with a shark's head. And to this day, I wonder if they used a subliminal cut, like one or two seconds, where you didn't really see it, but your mind picked it up. So that was real interesting. And I have to say, I like all that. When you saw the mechanical shark go up on the boat and things like that, because you just pitch it. Wait a minute, I used to climb all over that thing. Was, every time you saw that shark, the right side, and the shark's name was Bruce, you had the right side that looked like a shark, and the other side of that was all mechanical. Then you had the left side of the shark that looked like a shark. The other half of that one, they had three different sharks that they used, and the top one, that looked like a shark. And, the whole underneath was mechanical. So just watching all the shark scenes, it's like, wait a minute, I know there's mechanical parts of this somewhere, but you can't see it. It's it filmed really well. All right, we have a couple more minutes. If we have any more questions? No? Oh, come on, guys. We've got to have another Anyone? question. Well, I'm not going to put it too sure what my mom would think of it, me running down the beach naked. <laughs> but she accepted it all right. And mine is, when it first came out, being a little kid eaten by a shark, it wasn't the main part there is that all your friends would say, they watch it and go, okay, we froze our asses off because you kept screwing up on this thing. And, we had to go back in that cold water for five days straight because you could not do that right until five days later when they had two guys doing it underwater pulling you. Anyone They did film it, and there's like a little mannequin. It didn't look anything like, there's like a little mannequin in a store, and they had it on a raft that looked just like that yellow raft that I was on. And Bruce comes up, grabs it, and then that thing, it clamps down hard, and parts of that little mannequin were flying up in the air, arms, legs, feet and blood everywhere, and they said, no, nah, that's too gory, we can't put that on the screen. And so that's when Spielberg was like, we're gonna just lift them in and out of the water and pull them under. And there's fins that you see, you see like fins when I get, the machine's blowing the blood up in the air, and then right behind me, 
it was a machine that was like a wheel and it had like fins connected on three spots and it just went around and around so you see the fin coming out of the water. I have to say when, when I was working and I was on set, I didn't think about any of this. I just went out and did my job. But I'd get home in the hotel and think, you know, what I'm doing is exactly what calls sharks in. <laughs> and I thought, now wouldn't that be a bitching publicity thing? Go from Jaws, get eaten. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so on our podcast, The Dolls of Horror, we allowed a segment of fun facts. Are there any fun facts about Jaws that maybe the general audience might not know that you would like to share? Well, like a signing I did down in Florida with that I never know about, like something I just found out a couple years ago. Like if you saw those shorts I were wearing, they were red, and found out that there wasn't supposed to be anyone wearing anything red in the movie. I guess that's the only red item in the movie because they didn't want bloody stuff and. Spielberg, they were trying to find, I was just 12 years old, a little kid, they couldn't, that's the only pair of shorts they could find, and that's the only red pants. I never knew that until recently. That is a fun fact. <laughs> great, well, um, thank you so much, you guys. Let's give a big hand for our great guest here. Thank you. I'm glad you guys do this. Because there's so many people here that's interesting to me. I agree. And we are just so happy to have you guys, meet you guys, and still continue to talk about Jaws and the legacy that's left behind. It's so long ago. Thank you, thank you guys for coming.